Welcome to The Exchange. I'm Dan Riley. The Exchange is a streaming internet talk show and podcast of interviews with noteworthy people about their lives, ideas, and current events. This week I sit down with Alexander Petrovich, older brother of the late Drazen Petrovich, the European sports legend known as the Mozart of basketball. During our conversation, Alexander talks about growing up with Drazen, Drazen's rise to stardom in Europe and the NBA, and the tragic car accident that ended his life at age 28. Welcome to the show. Today I'm sitting down with Alexander Petrovich, the brother of the late Drazen Petrovich. And Alexander, first of all, thank you for taking the time to sit down and, and talk to the listeners. Um, I've known about your brother for about two years, and I was shocked at how much people appreciated what he brought to the world and brought to the game of basketball when I first started researching him. Um, I'd love if we could to just start with learning a little bit about your upbringing with your brother, where you were born. I know you played together at one point in your basketball careers, but um, maybe we can start with just your upbringing and, and go from there. Yes, we came, both of us came from Shubenik. That's uh, one small town on Adriatic coast between more famous Split and Zadar. Uh, and uh, I was actually a young, uh, young uh, kid when I was uh, uh, 13 years old and start to, uh, start to practice basketball. And in that sense, my parents told me, hey, in the moment when you go to the practice, even take care about your, your, your young brother. So from, the, from the, my first you know, practice, the beginning of uh, practicing basketball, Rajan was always somewhere around touching the ball and everything. So I, uh, I was also one of the best uh, Yugoslavian prospects in that time. So uh, Drazen was following my my steps, and you know he, in, on very early stage, he decided you know to to go uh, that he has a, he have a clear that he's going to play basketball. So in the moment when I moved and I left the Shibanik, it was uh, in the age of 17. Drazen, you know, became, became uh, in, in young age, uh, 12 years, he became, you know, too serious to practice basketball. He became a young uh, player in, uh, he was, uh, he, he was playing for all the, all the teams, you know, for the school team, for uh, that team, what we playing. And, you know, he was growing day after day. And after that, you know, when I uh, left the Shivanik, he spent a few years with uh, this uh, home team. And once again, we um, we played together when he joined me here in Cibona, Zagreb, uh, in '84. Everyone who talks about your brother always talks about his work ethic and just how hard he worked. Are you responsible for that? I mean, was it was no, it you are, pushing him, or how did what what It's something what uh, even today it's very difficult to explain. You know, we came from the from the same family, but you know, I was uh, the guy who. Who have some some kind of uh, I understand the basketball of natural way, but Rajan on the beginning, you know, he was even on the beginning he he was looking at me at me, but he has that work ethic even when he was a kid. So uh, I never have a problem with the, with a shot. I uh, from the beginning I was you know pure shooter. Yeah. Rajan on the beginning struggled with uh, with a take uh, good quality shots and he you know he was that hard worker he every day he repeats uh, the same move same shots for hundreds times so 
you know, yes, we came from the same family, but uh, regarding the work ethics and everything, Raja, no, not, Raja not killing only me, he killed everybody because he was uh, so critic uh, with uh, himself, you know. He was, you know, after, after that year, what he uh, played, he knew it, you know, I need to work on the left hand, I need to work on my body. And that summer, you know, he works on that uh, things, and every single year he becomes better and better. And as he got better, what were the best aspects of his basketball game? He, I know that he had the nickname the Mozart. Mozart, Mozart yeah. What, what was what, what was his best? What were his best basketball? But you know, games? if you're looking, uh, if you're looking at Rajan through through NBA, you know, he completely exchange, exchange his way of playing. You know, because in NBA, especially in his years in uh, New Jersey Nets, he became you know a pure shooter, going out on the screen, receiving the ball, one or two dribbles, and execution. Actually, when he was uh, when he was playing in Europe, he was uh, absolutely everything. He was a point guard. He dribbled the ball, open court. You know, he was something like a combo combo guard. You know, when he grabbed the ball, he, be, he became a point guard. He was he played in Europe on a different uh, different type. Yeah. But uh, how in that in that sense, how he was uh, unique? Maybe uh, one game. What we played uh, against Olympia Milano, that was, uh, I just would like to say one statistic uh, moment of that game, what can uh, explain how Drajan was, you know, open with uh, his basketball skills. Cibona uh, scored on that game 104 points, and Drajan was uh, involved in 99 points. Through scoring, through passing, through everything. 99 points. So he was the guy who, who, who knows everything. But how, how big uh, Drajan was in that sense. One time when he came to NBA, he, re he realized that uh, he's supposed to change uh, his, uh, his uh, game. And sometimes even when he came on a port on first year, you know, uh, it's not like uh, today. Everybody know right now what to do if you would like to be good NBA players. But we are talking about 89 uh, and we don't have any information. There was no no televised games. That was no information about. And Rajan makes one uh, huge mistake in that. That was one of the rare mistakes what he makes. When he uh, uh, decided to go to the portal, he thought in that moment that he's supposed to want some kilos, you know, to be more powerful and that's it but that was a huge mistake because when you're in a practice you if you play against uh, Clyde Drexler you need to be you know very quick you know Drajan lose a little bit his sharpness his quickness and after he returned from that year he realized that that was a mistake and he returned back on uh, his European weights and you know practicing going out take shots and he was when he was moved from Portland he was uh ready to play. Yeah. Let's talk about him before he got to the NBA and the build-up that became the, the figure that your brother was in European basketball. How long did it take for people in Europe to recognize his talent and how big was he before he got to the NBA? I know, I, if I understand it, he signed the first million dollar European contract. Yes. But the, the question is, you know, uh, can you imagine that uh, you start to play serious basketball minutes in the age of 16 yeah. and after growing he won the uh, in that moment Yugoslavian championship it was very strong and Rajan on, in the age of uh, 18 
him as a leader. He won with his team Shibenka, he won the, uh, that uh, domestic championship. It was a huge, he was the best scorer of the team, MVP, and his team won. And after he decided, after that uh, season, he decided to go to, uh, to army, because in that uh, moment it was, uh, you know, we have every single uh, man is supposed to go to, to army to spend one year. Drajan decided in that early age, when he was 19, to go to the to the army, and you know, uh, it was uh, some kind of like uh, military work, you know, every single day, you know, one year he was working on, on, on his ability, and after that he returns, uh, he, uh, he came to me, to Cibona, where, when we started to play uh, together. Drozhin was uh, completely different than uh, the other players, and I will, in that ages, uh, I was 25, Drozhin was uh, 20, and uh, we won everything what one club in Europe can won. But you know, uh, all the rest of the team, we were celebrating even, you know, on the end of the season, we celebrating for one week, two weeks, three weeks, you know. But Russian celebrated only one night. Tomorrow, the day after, for he cancelled everything and he restarted to work for the next season. So, and that uh, that works uh, works ethics was uh, unique. Even today, players who works a lot on that physical uh, shaping the body and everything. Nobody uh, nobody go over the Russian in, in that uh, working ethics. Was there a point at which you remember him potentially being able to play in the NBA became part of a conversation? No, but the, the question it, it was a matter of the time. Yeah. You know, when you saw the young kid every single year growing up. And, uh, you know, he spent four years in Cibona. Okay. He came in the age of 20 yeah. and he played four years. And in that uh, four years, Cibona won, uh, he was the, the, the best European club. Okay. Won, won everything, you know, in that four years twice. It's uh, like uh, twice we were uh, European champions, you know, yeah. and we won everything all Yugoslavia. Uh, and in that moment, he realized that it's time to exchange, you know, that uh, that uh, period is finished. He won everything. He decided to go, and he signed that uh, that uh, contract with Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. Supposed to stay three years, but Roger was so dominated in even in a, in, a, in a Spain a Spanish uh, uh, championship and everything that he realized that he is ready, mm -hmm. and he cut his uh, he cut his uh, two year more remaining two years of the contract. And he decided to move to the Portland because Portland was drafted him. Did he have any role models in the NBA? Who were his favorite players? I don't know. I, I need to tell you that in that moment, you know, it's not like uh, today. You have on a daily basis everything what's going on in New Year. You know, in that moment, you don't have uh, so many experience. In that case, it was very difficult to to follow NBA. We looking for that uh, players and the team like. From the other other world, you know, because for us it was, uh, and uh, in that moment, you know, it was uh, very difficult to follow. So Drajan didn't have it. Drajan is always uh, he was uh, famous because he is uh, hand, you know, uh, home homemade by himself. You know, he is not uh, that he has a role. You know, he he realized that he need to improve something and he worked on that. But he didn't have uh, his any any role model from any NBA players. Yeah. But Coming over there, he would like, you know, he always talk uh, with us because Russian even learned very quickly 
what he even supposed to do, not except not only uh, you know regarding how you are going to play basketball well, because he was talking uh, especially when he moved to New Jersey Nets, of that uh, you know when uh, when player uh, player talk to each other you know that uh, and he talk uh, he told us you know with Reggie Miller and uh, Michael Jordan how he has even verbal verbal you know fight in that sense and he makes them crazy because. Uh, uh, you know, Drajan understand everything what they they told to him. But sometimes when he was angry, he continued, you know, to that uh, to that you know verbal war. He continued, you know, mixed uh, that our language with American. So they, you know, that was a really a really fun. Especially with uh, with Reggie Miller, he has a lot of lot of fights on that. So you know, Drajan uh, didn't have a, uh, that role model, but uh, through. He would like uh, to fight with the best players. Yeah. Those are two of the best trash talkers in NBA yeah. history. Right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and when he got to the Blazers, that team was already equipped with a lot of really good guards. Clyde Drexler, Danny Ainge. And it took, I think, a year or two for him to get out of that system. Um, talk about those first years in the NBA when he was there and he wasn't getting the playing time that he wanted. It seems like it was driving him crazy. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he, he realized, you know, he was convinced that he can play. But uh, in that moment, if you have, a, if you have a, as a point guard, uh, Terry Porter, as a shooting guard, Clyde Rexler, and you still have on uh, Danny Ainge on the, on the bench, it, it, it was a diff- very difficult, you know, to, to came. But, you know, uh, in, that, uh, in that, age, uh, that years, uh, especially in the last year that Drogen spent in Portland. Uh, Portland catch, uh, he played uh, NBA final with the uh, Detroit Pistons. Right. And you know what is a curious thing, what Drogen makes, uh, you know, makes him feel bad? You know, uh, it was uh, System 2, 3-2. So first two games Detroit, right. three in, in Portland, and uh, uh, even sixth and seventh game in Detroit again. Right. And um, on the second game, uh, after first game, Detroit lead uh, 1-0. And uh, even second game go immediately on the side of Detroit. And, but the Russian came from the bench and he, you know, he was on fire. And, you know, he moved even other teammates and uh, Portland, uh, even the series on 1-1. So in that moment, he was the huge player on that uh, victory of the Portland. And in the moment when he returned... In the moment when he returned back to the Portland and play next uh, three games, he he supposed to expect to play more minutes. Yeah. It didn't happen, yeah. and for, uh, that series finished four run for Detroit. So that was really in that moment he was really yeah. re- really mad, and he decided to to go under any circumstances. Yeah. One of the other interesting things about your brother is the role that he played on the national team and the role of what was going on historically in Yugoslavia at that time. He played for the Yugoslavian national team and the Croatian team. The Yugoslavian team, I think unknown to a lot of Americans, was one of, if not the biggest and best international program going on in the late 1980s. Um, Talk about the success that he had with the Yugoslavian team before the split and he ended up joining the Croatian team. But uh, you just need to when you when you put uh, all together, for instance, uh, you put uh, Drajan. Uh, the only team what uh, what was really missing for uh, Croatian, but even even Yugoslavian was the point guard. But when you put uh, on one uh, Drajan, Tony Kukoc, 
Dino Rađa, Vlada Divac, and the other guys who play in NBA. So you have, in that moment they play, you know, you have four parts of NBA stars. Tony Kukoc was a star, Dino Rađa. Rajan was a star. Vlada Divac. In that moment, you know, it was amazing. I remember what's happened here in Zagreb, celebrated... I need to be uh, focused. It's 89. And Zagreb was celebrating the European Championship. You know, it's still Yugoslavia going on because the broke of Yugoslavia came two years late. Never one national team won one big contest like Yugoslavia in Zagreb. Nobody came less than 30 points of difference. Like some kind of a new, if you can imagine Dream Team in that first phase playing against all other teams. And it was amazing. But in that moment, Drajan, you know, Drajan was playing on that European, you know, model of the play. He was a little bit a point guard, splitting the ball, shooting and everything. He played much more with the ball in both national teams, even in Yugoslavia and after 92 in the Croatian national team. So, but, you know, it's, it was uh, amazing, you know, and a lot of people was uh, thinking, you know, hey, that, uh, that uh, ex-Yugoslavian team putting all together, how they are going to, 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 to play with, uh, with some NBA uh, or American team. Because they won the world championship, if I remember correctly, in Argentina. And yes, they, yes, they yes. beat both the Americans yes, and yes. the Soviets. Yes, in that moment, you know, when you... As an American team, when you sent, uh, when you sent, uh, when you sent, you know, young kids from the college, you know, they were decide uh, to 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 they they don't have any chance to 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 win the game because yeah. in that moment even the Yugoslavian kids were young, but uh, they were so lot of talents, you know. And uh, ninety, that was the last uh, championship what they play uh, together because uh, on the next one it was 91 European Championship in Rome in that moment wasn't any more Croatian players in the national team even Slovenian players left the team so in that on 91 became came that kind of interruption of the national team yeah and and that period of history is one that I wanted to talk to you about because I know from a fantastic documentary about your brother that was done by ESPN Um, Vladi and your brother were drafted, I think, in the same year yeah. and were friends. And taking them through the next three to five years of their life and seeing what happened with the split up of Yugoslavia, Croatia wanting to, to secede from, from Yugoslavia. What was your brother's perspective at that time? I mean, the war, there was a civil war basically going yes, on. Yes, of course. You know, uh, like a lot of people, uh, like, like a lot of people in a former Yugoslavia, Even uh, our family is a family who is, you know, mixed. Uh, how, I don't know how to explain to you exactly. You know, father is coming from uh, Serbia and mother is a Croatian. And we, but we both, uh, you know, uh, felt we born in Croatia. We, uh, we spent all our, you know, we both of us uh, spent as, uh, as, you know, as a Croatian. The moment when you came to the war, In one moment, you need to to decide uh, on which side, and we don't have any doubts uh, on which side we are. Especially, Drajan was in that moment was a fo focus as a as a big star. What and knowing that that we have a mixed mixed family in that sense, you know, everybody was watching on which side Drajan is going to stay. But Drajan from the first early moment because uh, he's. Uh, 
He's born in Shivanik, his friends were in army, you know, and he was uh, suffer a lot when he was in the United States expecting the news, what's going on uh, at the homeland. And at that moment, you know, became the first, uh, starting the war became the first problems with, uh, with the Vlad, the Divats, you know, and, yep. and, and one... I know there's a, there's a famous scene when, after yeah. they played in a tournament, I think they won the tournament, Somebody brought a Croatian flag onto the court and Vladi Divac grabbed it and threw it on the court. Yeah, camera. but in that moment, you know, we can talk, in that moment, still Yugoslavia was uh, complete. It yeah. wasn't, you know, it, 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 it was in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, where there is a lot of uh, Croatian uh, immigration, you know, they have. But in that moment, on the 90s, that was uh, still uh, uh, Yugoslavia, you know, together. Right. But if we are going to looking when they, when they came to NBA, Talking about season 91-92, in that moment, you know, the Russian even decide to, you know, to to be quiet with the mouth and uh, don't have any any more in that moment any more relation with the with the with the with the Vlad Divac, and probably in some kind of future, probably for sure that the two of them they are going to resolve the things, but unfortunately, the Russians that you know. Uh, brings the end uh, to that fact. Talk about how serious the civil war was. As I understand it, there were troops about 30 kilometers from Zagreb, and it went on for years. What was the experience like for an average person living in this city in Zagreb the, during that time? You, know, you need to realize that uh, uh, some, other, some other city in Croatia, they suffer much more. Yeah. Yeah, when we talk about Šibenik, the Šibenik was in a completely surround we have other that that, that was uh, much more the cities uh, in in Croatia who suffer much more than than Zagreb. You know, we're talking about capital, but Zagreb was much more, you know, secure than other other places. But the war is not question. You know, it's a question about everything. So, it, it that was uh, that was a really you know unsafe times in that sense. Russian was on the phone every single night. You know. Uh, calling the family, calling me, uh, calling all his friends, uh, asking what's going on because some of his friends were in the uh, army, you know, and he would like to know uh, on daily basis what's going on here in Croatia. And he was in that moment, you know, he was almost every single uh, free time on the phone. Yeah. I think for, for Americans, one of the only times that if in terms of a game that they would definitively know they had actually watched your brother play it was in 92 when they yeah, played the yeah. dream team in the finals i was uh, i was an assistant coach of that uh, national team talk to me about that experience playing yeah, it, it was a really you know uh, it was a really uh, you know strange uh, because we have opportunity to play twice against uh, dream team you know and uh, you know in the first game it was uh, it was inter interesting thing. In that moment, Tony Kukoc was uh, was drafted by Chicago Bulls. But in that moment, you have uh, on that dream team you have Michael Jordan and uh, Pippen, yeah. and that team, you know. And they decide whatever happened on the game because that was the the, the, the game in a group, you know. Uh, it wasn't so important game because both uh, teams go in front, you know, yeah. and. Uh, 
And uh, I remember that team that, uh, you know, uh, both uh, Chicago players, they decide and talk with other players we need to because uh, Tony Kukoc signed a good contract we need to show to him. And that first game was a message to Tony Kukoc that he's going to have a very difficult time on uh, NBA. They let, uh, you know, in peace uh, Drajan and Dino Raja, who already play, play for Boston Celtics, you know. They piece him because they all they already you know has uh, were famous you know as uh, good quality NBA players. In that first game, I was remembered by that. They 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 killing. They tried to stop Tony Kukoc under any 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 uh, you know circumstances. Even let uh, more space to other players. But uh, going through the to the competition when we came, both teams uh, came to the. Semi-finals, uh, Dream Team playing against uh, against uh, Lithuania, mm. and uh, we play against uh, former Soviet Union. You know, both teams uh, won uh, the games, and we came. You know, in, the, in, in that night before the finals, uh, you know, for all of us, the Euro uh, 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 Olympic Games were finished. You know, we have a, a silver medal. You don't even, you know, you don't need to realize. And uh, I remember that uh, that night that Drajan stopped any kind of celebration and he is going uh, from one room to another room to convince them that uh, we can win the game. And that happened one uh, strange uh, thing. The coach of that, uh, the coach of that uh, dream team was Chuck Daly, Drajan's coach uh, in the New Jersey Nets. And he didn't call any timeout in a whole... Olympic Games, because there was no need, you know, it, everything was so smooth, now there is no trap, there is no anything. And that game happened a strange thing. After 11 minutes, Croatia leads 24-23. Uh, and at that moment, Chuck Daly calls uh, first timeout. And that timeout I particularly remember, because uh, we were, you know, uh, all together, and Rajan ca coming the last from the field, and he was uh, yelling, what I was talking to you last, uh, last night, you know, I told you that we can win this game. But um, unfortunately for us, immediately uh, returning from the timeout, Charles uh, Barkley hit the three-point uh, shot and, you know, they came to the rhythm and everything is the history. But if you, if you remember, if you have highlights of that game, you will see, you know, some spectacular Drajan's move when he hits a two, three-point shot in a, in, a, in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. he, met, uh, he, he, he scored three, somebody put a long pass, Drajan intercept another in the six points in a, in a, in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. It was some uh, spectacular move and it was, you know... And for him it was... Uh, it was like, uh, you know, that uh, for, of course, for, uh, that was the first time that uh, Croatia, as uh, not anymore Yugoslavia, but the Croatian, we play as a uh, first time that Croatia plays as, uh, as a national team. Mm -hmm. And immediately you yeah. came, uh, like an independent country, you came uh, to, to Olympic Games and play against the Dream Team. You know, for all of us, it was, uh, was uh, something like unbelievable. But, you know, uh, Drajan didn't have opportunity because he loved to play for Croatia. He, unfortunately, he just played one uh, we have as a new country. Next year, 93, we have, uh, uh, we're supposed to play qualification round in, uh, in, uh, in Poland. 
to be qualified for the European Championship in uh, Germany. And uh, Drajan played there to be qualified for the Germany. And returning back uh, of that trip, uh, Drajan had a, an accident. And I want to talk about that accident in a few minutes. I think if I remember correctly, the, the play you were talking about when he stole the inbound pass and scored two, that pass was from Michael Jordan, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Um, as an assistant coach, were there any anything or any members of the Dream Team that you specifically remember as being incredibly impressive or was just the whole team? No, no, but you know, when you have... Uh, you have 11 best players, 11 NBA best players, and I remember that uh, the only the, the, the guy who was the 12th player, he was the best uh, college uh, player that year, it was Christian Lettner, who after became a good good NBA player. But if you are going to, to starting from uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, uh, Scottie Pippen, Carl uh, Malone, Ewing, Barkley, Drexler, it was... <laughs> It was something, you know, amazing because right now, when you're looking at the dream team, right now, you don't have so many stars. You know, look, everything it's uh, even they came, everything it's uh, focused on two or three players, Kobe, LeBron. But at that moment, that eleven players, it's something, something unbelievable for us. You know, even I know it was a '92. And uh, a lot of people, you know, try to touch them or, uh, you know, after that it was, you know, through the games, I remember that uh, some other teams, uh, you know, they were, uh, they were uh, talking with the players of uh, Dream Team and, you know, after the game, can we take a photo <laughs> in that sense, you know, for, for all of us, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, the, the dreams come through, you know, in that sense, you know, play, you play against the players and that, especially for us, you know, we are... Uh, we, we are convinced, you know, that uh, we knew it, that uh, what, what, what kind of result is going to be. But Drajan didn't accept that they are going to win, you know, on easy way. Yeah. I want to talk about his last NBA season before the tragedy. Um, it, it seemed like that last year with the Nets, he really did start to blossom. And he was beginning to become a legitimate NBA star. I think he was a third-team All-NBA yeah. player that year. Um, Talk to me about what you remember talking to him that year. You know, it, it took oh. so many years for him to break through in the NBA. No, no the Russian uh, was very uh, disappointed on the, on the end of that uh, season because uh, through the season, you know, he was a uh, legitimate candidate to play uh, All-Star game. Yeah. And when he, was, uh, when he wasn't uh, convocated for that, he was uh, so... Uh, he has a huge disappointment, you know, for, for that. And uh, he continued to play. He became one of the leaders together with uh, Kenny Anderson and uh, uh, Coleman, you know. But he was the guy who, who always pushed in front. And after so many years, you know, uh, New Jersey came to the playoff and played against uh, Cleveland. And some of the games, what Russian played that part of the season was <clears throat> amazing against Boston Celtics, Houston Rockets, New, uh, New York Knicks. That game was um, unbelievable. But Drajan Keynes uh, came uh, after that season, you know, still unhappy and he was so angry in the moment that he said, they, hey, they didn't respect me, you know, as a European player. And, but in, in that moment, you know, a few days after when he came to Europe, came that, uh, you know, uh, that he was uh, elected in a third uh, five, it means between 15 best players. So in first, in first on his role was Michael Jordan. 
and the second was Reggie Miller, and Rajan was nominated as a third, you know, uh, shooting guard mm-hmm. on the on the, the, the position, you know, in the world. And that kind of uh, that kind of uh, award, you know, make uh, him a little bit more calm. Let's go into the final uh, stage of, of, of his life. And from your perspective, I'd love if you can to just talk about that, the tragedy, how it happened, how you learned, and, and just how it affected your no, family. No. In that moment, you know, when we finished, uh, we finished uh, that uh, uh, qualification rounds and we moved uh, from, uh, from uh, Wroclaw to Frankfurt and uh, the, the last stop was supposed to be Zagreb, uh, but Drajan was uh, still not to decide what to do. Is he going to stay with that uh, friend uh, in, in in Frankfurt, uh, or he's going to continue the Zagreb? And uh, he was in doubt. But in a, and we were sitting uh, uh, in the same row, and uh, when we uh, starting to uh, starting to make the send to to Frankfurt, he decided. Uh, he told me, "I finally decide to uh, remind in Frankfurt." And that was the moment when I last time saw Drajan. He go to the you know we go to the connection flights and he go to the exit to the Frankfurt you know and uh, we return back. Uh, uh, we return to to uh, to Zagreb. My parents wait me uh, on the airport because I have a Russian's bag you know to the laundry to everything to to clean everything and something around midnight uh, my father called me. And uh, he told me he didn't speak uh, German so uh, well, and he uh, he gave me uh, one number, what I suppose uh, to call because somebody was trying to explain my parents, uh, you know, what's going on on German language, and um, I called that number, and uh, you know, unfortunately they uh, they they told us that Rajan was uh, you know in the, involved in that uh, car accident. And that uh, he 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 died. And after I, you know, I came to the parents' apartment, and it was really, you know, I've yeah. seen I've seen the scenes of the funeral in Zagreb, and I think it was attended by about a hundred thousand people. Yeah. That, what, what was the outpouring like in in the capital city and in the country? You know, yeah, for me, you know, there is some several things. What was. Uh, what was you know amazing in front of the this Samadeus Rajendra, it was a huge and <clears throat> thousands candles, you know what people came and uh, take uh, you know lights and after before the funeral one day before in the in the in the in the in the center of the court was uh, that uh, how do you call it? coffin. Coffin with the Russian's body, and you cannot imagine, you know, people doesn't. Uh, it was a full gym, and the Russian uh, people doesn't want to go. They stay, stay, and stay, and they don't want to go. And that uh, funeral, you know, uh, I think that it was between uh, in the history of Zagreb. That was between uh, three most, you know, visiting the fu- uh, no, funerals, you know. But you know. That kind, that part of uh, funeral, I don't remember yeah. clear, and for me, it's very difficult to even to rewatch that uh, that uh, that stuff. Since that time, I mean, we're sitting in in his museum. Um, what has been his impact on the city 
and on basketball at large, both in Croatia and in Europe. You cannot imagine, Dražen became a legend, you know, even uh, my mother has a lot of uh, force, you know, to fighting, uh, because all this stuff, what you, what you saw here, it was uh, placed in a Dražen uh, apartment, it was, uh, there was no space, no nothing, and uh, my mother always was uh, pushing, uh, uh, the, 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 the major, the, the, the prime minister, the everything, you know, we need to do something because we need to, 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 to show what Russian... And, you know, her fights became the 2005 or something like that, uh, that, that museum opened. And uh, that was the huge thing because with this museum and nobody can, nobody uh, even... So we're talking right now about 21 years later that nobody forgot the Russian. Russian became the legend, urban legend, you know. And then always when you talking about some kind of sport, Russian is uh, on the, on the top list, you know. And, uh, and what is the most impressive thing, you know, something there is no obligation that the kids from the from the yeah uh, from the school, you know, when they came, there is no obligation to came. But when they say we have everybody uh, through the years, especially through May and June. Uh, the young kids, the classroom, all the classroom came here, watch what they have here, so uh, that legend uh, keeps going on, you know, and uh, the Russian story, it's, uh, you know, amazing story in the sense with the work ethics, how he go through the difficulties, how he uh, be better every single day, his, uh, the Russians, you know, the Russians, uh, legacy is, uh, is that, you know. The last question I want to ask you is about legacy and about messages for mostly for young people who love basketball and want success. What would Drazen's message be for somebody who grew up loving basketball or just loving life and wanting to do something? Drazen was a very, very, you know, in that sense, you need to do that you have in front of the say that day. You need to make everything possible that that day is a field 100%, 100% work, 100% everything, you know, in that sense. Don't spare any day of your life. And Rajan was living on that way. Alexander, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in learning more about The Exchange, want to listen to episodes online, or would like to reach out to the show, feel free to visit the show's website at theexchangeshow.com. 